Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back. My favourite part of the week. Uh, looking forward to behind the gates again. Darren Flindell, Andrew Hurley, Brad Davidson, the usual lineup, the usual fun. We'll do our early crows a little bit later in the show and, of course, release the multi for another week, hoping to get it up. And we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll find out what the boys have found shortly. Darren Flindell's working from home this morning. He's set up in his office and he's got his trusty companion, Jack, standing by for the show as well. He's just sent the photo through to the... The group chat, Darren, good to have Jack alongside for Behind the Gates. Uh, the little fella's looking well too. Yeah, Jack's loving the spring edition where it's a, <laughs> a, a later edition. Uh, he just takes a little bit of moving. He always seems to find that spot right under your feet where you're about to put the chair. <laughs> what breed of dog is Jack? He's a wirehead fox terrier. Yeah, beautiful, is and, he? Uh, yeah, he's been with me for nearly 12 years now. Uh, we've been through some ups and downs in Hong Kong and here in Sydney. Yeah, oh, mate, he's a ripper. <laughs> uh, they're just the best, aren't they? Uh, the man's best friend. My my man, Frank, he's, he's two years old. I might just have to bring Frank around and Jack can educate him a little bit because he's still a bit green, my Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Jack's a good calming influence on the younger dogs now. He uh, He has his way with them. <laughs> And you can just uh, use Jack to your advantage, Darren, if you, you're back a loser or two, just that calming influence, just uh, bringing you back down to earth, calming you down. Occasionally, <laughs> I'm watching a race on the TV here in the lounge and something doesn't go very well and I, I yell out and he goes running, <laughs> running. <laughs> hey, just on that, before I bring the other two boys in, actually, no, I'll say good morning to, to them first and then I'm going to put you through a bit of pain, Darren. I'm sorry for bringing this up, but you... You just uh, created a memory in my mind, and I'm going to I'm going to bring it up to you in a second. Brad Davidson, good morning, welcome back, brother. Yeah, morning, Luke. Morning, Darren. Morning, Hills. When you get here, and everyone at home. Um, yeah, plenty uh, of pet stories. Um, I've got cats bringing snakes home at home, so there's plenty of different. So I had a dog when I was younger, and a cat now. Give me a cat over a dog any day, guys. I love my dog. Don't get me wrong, but it's like having a you need you need. Uh, it's like having a child, isn't it? A dog, you need to walk them every day. A cat, you can you can feed them in the morning. They still give you affection, and then you you don't have to walk them. You can they can do their own things during the day. I'm uh, I've converted cat over dog now. I'm with you, Dave. Let us know on the text line too. Oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Are you a cat person or a dog person, or do you just prefer horses above both? Let us know on the text line. Andrew Hurley, good morning to you, mate. Cats or dogs? What's your preference? Well, before I get to that, how come I never get introduced first? I can't tell you what. <laughs> you got a, That's a fair comment, Hills. That, that's a fair comment. So you know what I'll do? Next week, buddy, your first cab off the rank. How does that sound? How about next four weeks? Deal. I'll make a, up for it. I'm a creature of habit, and I'm not pressing that button. I don't have any control over that. That's Nick. On I don't know Nick. if you, you've upset him or what's happened, but, uh, now, mate. Now, Luke, is everyone welcome is everyone welcome to join the show today? Well, look, I draw the line somewhere, Darren. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just asked to say that. <laughs> oh, Hells is very uh, upset, mate. I mean, well, sorry, I've buddy. Got a couple what, other things. What's wrong now? Uh, how much are you on the take with that book? Oh, mate, look, I'm looking forward to being there. Looking forward to being there. No pun, in, no pun intended. <laughs> well, pun intended. 
read you like a book setting. Well, I just thought our, our listeners would be interested in that. I mean, Hurls, well, I'm not I know, mocking that. I know you were around in the 50s. Because... I know you were around in the 50s, Hurls, and the 70s was probably after your time, but uh, I just thought our listeners might be interested in that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, we are a racing radio station after all, Hurls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love fair the enough. reference. Uh, Sorry. I love the reference there to the to the Liverpool bar at the Warwick Farm uh, race course because I always get a, a bit of a chuckle when, when I go to Warwick Farm and they've still got the, the signs there clearly saying the reserving of seats is not permitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the Poplar Bar? Well, Darren. Poplar Bar is yeah. still there, Darren? Yeah, yeah, they're all there and uh, they do open on the, on the public holiday meetings. Yeah. When's the last time they the needed to reserve seats there, do you think, Darren? Well, that's what I always chuckle about. I mean, the, the, <laughs> to steal the, the line of Vince Sorrenti, even the carpet stains at Warwick Farm are heritage listed. <laughs> now, how did you go last week? You needed a reserve seating last week because I tell you what, you couldn't move in the joint at Randwick. I was out there with the nearly 47,000 strong crowd. How was your day, Darren, from the broadcast box on Everest Day? Yeah, terrific. Uh, it was a real buzz again as the crowd just gets bigger and bigger in the, in the hours leading up to the Everest and they move out. And once the horses were almost at the gates, off we went with some sweet Caroline again. And what a buzz just to see so many people really getting into it. Uh, it was the picture perfect day with the weather and, uh, and, and Ramwick really turned it on. It was, it was fantastic. Now, Darren, I was, I'm going to put you through some pain because when you talked about punting before, it just, I had the memory, and you talked about it in a recent article that uh, that you did for some Hong Kong press. Tell us about your sickest beat ever in racing on the punt. Sorry to do this to you again, but when I read it again, it's the first time I'd heard this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable, Darren. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. yes, Happy Valley Races. I was presenting this night. I was downstairs with Jenny Chapman. Anyhow, I've... Uh, played the big six or the, 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 the six up there. There was a big jackpot and I found a number of really good price winners throughout the meeting. So I was going for some serious coin, probably close to a million Aussie. Gets down to the last leg. I've got two runners going. One of them's my savvy. Burst clear. Two, three lengths in front inside the furlong. And then who's this coming home down the outside? A John Moore. Oh, it's the favourite. And it's got up and nailed me right on the line. The margin was a nose. John Moore excitedly came up to me. Daz, Daz, did we get there? And I don't want to tell you what I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> what was it worth, Darren? Sorry to ask. But... I, no, I, I, it was hard to say. It, it was going to be close to a million Aussie. Wow. So <laughs> that would have more than paid off the, uh, the apartment that I bought a short time earlier. Wow, mate. Unbelievable. I mean, that, that tops all that I've ever heard. Dave, have you... I'm sure none of us can top that uh, as far as a sick beat. That is, that's brutal stuff. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm nowhere near that. My probably sickest was, I was on Castlevecchio at 100 in the Cox Plate about three or four years ago to pay for a good overseas holiday and a bit more and um, first clear at the top of the, at the, at the top of the straight and looked home and then the, the Japanese horse just went, uh, see you later. You please and just put about three lengths on it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, Lots sicker than mine, I give you the tip. Yeah, Lice Grusher, she was pretty good, wasn't she? Hurls, you have one a week or one a day, don't you, a sick beat? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine would be um, in the morning handicap. I was actually on track, and I've had a very large wager on Mr. Innocent, um, and it was its last run, and it just came flying down the outside. Dipman was on it, and juggling time came from absolutely nowhere, just up on the fence to nail it, so... 
Yeah, let's move on, eh? Yeah, let's go. Well, let's get. Let's... Thanks, thanks for reviving those wonderful memories, there, Luke. <laughs> You're welcome, Darren. <laughs> well, Hell's got, the... got me stirred up just saying I'm not a team player, not introducing him first. So I thought, oh, bugger it, I'm going to put someone else in pain here, being, <laughs> being put on show in front of the public by Hell's. You love the way the show ended that night. Normally after the last race, uh, Jenny and I stand there and we talk about what a great night's racing it's been and uh, a little wrap-up of the result. <laughs> I said, well, that's it from Happy Valley. See you next week. Yeah, oh, you would have been flat. <laughs> now, just uh, before we talk the racing, because this is a racing show, we're getting there, the uh, dog versus cat debate. Uh, just a couple of texts here. Hi, boys, dogs for me. I'm heading to Kimber Grange races today. Looking forward to an early collect from the Behind the Gates multi to boost the punting funds. Have a good day. That from Nifty Nev. Uh, this from Robbo in Quakers Hill. Davo, I hope you don't let that rotten cat of yours roam the streets. Dogs are by far the better companions. And uh, there's a few other beauties there as well um, talking about that. So I think the dogs have probably got the swing there about 60-40 at the moment. Uh, a few pro-cat people on the line, but I think dogs are just winning the day there uh, with that fierce debate that uh, we've got going to start the show, boys. The other thing I didn't mention, they lick you to death as well. The cats don't do that. You, you go pat a dog and you've got to go change your clothes or wash your bloody arms. <laughs> you slob all over you. Uh, cats are a non-event. Yeah. They're boring. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much doing there, is it? Um, yeah, great character. Great character. Into the racing we go, guys. And it's a good card today, Darren, but it's a, a tough card, isn't it? A, a deep program. Mm. Yeah, I can't say I'm feeling overly confident about um, getting them today. I'm sort of hoping I can strike in the early races. Um, and uh, I did like one at reasonable odds later on in the card, in the in the big dance wild card, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting day. There's some ve- very short price favourites on the program and Godolphin feature prominently in the, in the guts of the program. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Mm. And David just wanted to ask, hi Luke, did Flindell go the early crow with that race in Honkers? Or no, did... I didn't. No. You weren't I didn't say a word. I didn't say <laughs> a word. Darren, you needed, you needed hurls on the fence yelling at the jockey to protest. <laughs> well played, Davo. Nice, nice areas. Uh, race eight, boys. The five diamonds, prelude, coat, heel, favourite, democracy, manifest, second line of betting. Let's go to Andrew Hurley first to find out what's doing with the market. Yeah, now he doesn't want race. to. You there, Hill? No, no, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in the five diamonds, I can tell you also that uh, run second to tenth. Your horse runs second and tenth. You'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. All right, Catella is the favourite. Or Catella five dollars into four forty today. Democracy manifest five to five fifty back to five. Good support for Altivo ten dollars into eight fifty this morning. And away from that, no other trim ups. It's a pretty solid and settled uh, trade. So yeah, good race is the five diamonds. What do you like, Brad? Oh, look, I thought it was a race in probably three here. Coteel, Democracy Manifest, Converge, but I'm with Coteel. I think he's the, the one on the up. He should have walked in the other day. He's been luckless a few times this horse in his career, and ever since they've ridden him quieter, he's just been a different horse, hasn't he? And it might have been by mistake, by missing the start one day and all of a sudden flying home, and it just seems to relish that. He's just got to get out of the barriers. He, he didn't jump that well the other day, but if he can get out okay, get in the first six or seven, I thought... He was uh, the one to beat, but you know, Democracy Manifest should have gone close in an Epsom, and he walked in in a Cameron prior to that. And Converge, well, he's still trying to get out in the Epsom. Um, I'm still getting over that one, but uh, yeah, he had no luck at all, too. So I think the other three hopes, and 
one of them will win, but Cochiel or Cochieli. What, what, how do we say this horse's name, guys? What is it? Which one? Cochiel. Cochieli? Cochiel. Cochiel? Yep. Well, I, I checked it out quite some time ago, and I kept coming back with Cochiel. Yep. I'm with Darren. I'll side with Darren. If you get it wrong, Darren, well, everyone's just got to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, well, none of the owners have approached me and said, you, you're getting this wrong. Well, we know what you're tipping here. Surely you're jumping back on. You left him out of the top four in the uh, Epsom. Mm, I did because I was worried about a lack of pace uh, there that day. And, boy, if he got the run when he needed it, he would have oh. gone really close, I think. Um, Anyways, this is a different day. Now, we've got Zoom on. I think Mississippi Prince going forward. What a go. Super helpful. Now, this should be a good pace today and Converge probably up there as well. Trying to get some type of spot uh, from Barrier 13. So I'm coming back to my old mate today, uh, Democracy Manifest. And um, I'm fairly keen. I was all over Coat Hill first up at uh, $12. Boy, that was a sick beat. Really sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it just, was. Sorry, I just just on the back of your story before, I just had the had the mm. chuckle. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, Darren. Yeah, sometimes you think when we go back and analyse this race, think, oh God, things the account would be looking so much different if uh, if Coteil got the money that day. Um, I, I think it's the big danger. They're the only two I'm really focusing on here: Democracy Manifest and Coteil. I do slightly believe that Coteil is more dynamic. First up, I've had a lot of luck with this horse over recent seasons, and always his first run is terrific. Uh, Waterford probably gets the pace that it looks for today, but I'm going to just focus on two runners. Democracy Manifest and Coteal. Love it, Darren. Uh, our man from Greenpoint, Sven, has uh, turned up on the text line. Luke, my first Everest last week, and it certainly delivered. I think I got the mid-race tempo wrong. I over-raced. I was way too keen on the bit, and it subsequently cost me late in the day. My wife found me asleep, enjoying a succulent Chinese meal at midnight in the kitchen. Enjoy the day, guys. So, Sven, I'll tell you what, midnight bit of Chinese after a big day on the schooners. Uh, that would be succulent, Darren. Yeah, well, at least you'll sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fuel Sven up for the next day. Good on you, mate. Uh, glad you enjoyed Everest Day. And uh, quite a few people texting in about that last week, saying they had a, a really good time out there, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm glad everyone enjoyed what was a great day of racing. I want to know now about race five, boys. Commemorative, Davo. <coughs> Even money. She's got a boom on her. She's got a boom on her already. She's won a Canterbury maiden, a two-year-old Phillies maiden. And now she goes to a benchmark 78 on a Saturday. How are you handling this favourite in race five? Well, I mean, I'm big on the data. The data, you could mark her really short because the way to just it off that debut performance is very, very good here. But she's got to penalise her a fair bit from her barrier manners. She's not that good out of the barriers. They've got that barrier extension on and just drawn a little bit awkwardly here. I've got her on top, but I just can't take that price about her, considering that she's a little bit of a risk at the gates, and if she misses it, she could be in sort of a, a really awkward spot. So, on top, but I could totally understand, you know, people back in Kazoo and horses like that, that you know, Kazoo's trial well and going to be on the bunny here. But I think she's pretty talented. Full style there on debut. Didn't beat much, but ran decent time, and the overall weight adjusted figure is just better than these. Simple as that. But it's the it's the it's the gate that puts me off a little bit. And, um, I'm on top. Darren, 
Yeah, I've got her on top as well. Uh, commemorative, the way she's working, it looks as though she's ready and primed uh, for this first up assault. Just whether you want to take the, the short odds or not. I will be having a little bet on Rainbeal, um, so I think this is a nice race for her. And if, if something goes awry there with commemorative, I think Rainbeal at the $7 with the blinkers going on today. She's rock hard fit. She's the, the value option. Uh, Kazoo's going to bowl along in the lead and I think Jun Quira will be flashing home at the end. Probably be a case of too late, but yeah, I've got commemorative on top, but there will definitely be a play on Rain Beal. Darren, are you surprised that they didn't use a um, an apprentice on Rain Beal? Because they can claim 61 kilos, and what, we've got commemorative, what, 52 kilos. It just always piques my interest when they have the option to use a uh, an apprentice and elect not to do so. Yeah, well, it's uh, what have we got? A benchmark seventy-eight. Rainbow, she's eighty. Uh, that, yeah, that probably could, that could have been uh, an option there. Like, it's a big ask for commemorative, winning one midweek there at Canterbury. So she's been priced on, on, uh, on spec on what we believe she could achieve. She's a very, very big filly. Uh, commemorative. Um, well, now if they're happy enough to to carry the weight, um, I'd have to go with Joe Pride's judgment there. Oh, no, no, um, no knock on Joe Pride's such, that's for sure. I just wonder if it's a deliberate strategy. Some of these horses, oh, I don't know if uh, Rainbell uh, falls into this category, they can be a bit of a handful. So but actually, um, probably, probably the little problem is there's very, very few options now apprentice with claim at the moment. I think that's for two reasons. Yeah, that's like, true. We're, we're probably a little bit thin on the ground in terms of the jockeys today with, with a few obviously riding south and the other thing is Joe Pride he tends to be happy to carry the big weights I remember we had this discussion around Titanium Power a while ago and, and you know he's happy with the senior that knows the, the horse and um, happy to sort of yeah play that way with the bigger weights and just sort of take the claim every horse is different naturally but some of those older horses they need sort of a senior jockey to really get the best out of them so I'm, I, you know maybe that's the, the reason as well Beautiful Hurls, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just want to mention uh, a couple of listeners and uh, keen punters and own some horses with uh, Gary Portelli, and they're actually doing um, doing for Camp Quality a, uh, a travel up to Lismore, and it actually it's a seven-day rally. Uh, so good on those guys for doing that. As I said, uh, keen punters, Potts, Mick and Dunny, and they've uh, yeah had plenty of horses with Gary Portelli over the years, so well done, guys, and Good luck with it all. Yeah, good luck to the mate. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just a question for Brad on the midway. A listener wanted to know, Davo, is there much speed in the midway this week? Um, looking at it, it doesn't look pace in numbers, does there, Davo? No, it doesn't. But their races, this is why I love the midways and the highways, Luke, is, is because you're racing for the big money for these master horses. It just always is an injection of speed from somewhere and they generally run and I... Yeah, like I, a lot of the times, prefer betting in those races and the benchmark races where there's sometimes small fields and they just absolutely find their positions and it's, it's like a track gallop and if you're on anything but the leader, you can't win. So that's the great thing about midways and, and highways is they generally do inject speed into the races and, and you get your chance. So, look, I, I think in that race, I know you're quite keen, Luke, but I agree with you. I, I don't like midway form to midway form a lot of, a lot of the times. Um, I don't think it's... I think different forms are good in these races and the highways as well. And and uh, Epicus, just for me, a uh, real eye-catcher first up. If he can get out of the gates and get himself in the first five or six, I think they'll struggle to beat him. Um, 1,400's going to suit. And 
he just looks a really progressive one where I know Peace Officer was uh, luckless the other day and whatnot, but it's all midway form. This guy's got different form and he's got a bit of upside for mine. How are we handling Bullock today, Darren? He rides the favourite here, Peace Officer. Uh, it's, well, it's certainly not a negative. Obviously, I think most of us would have preferred to have Nash aboard because he's he's been a part of the, the Peace Officer story all the way through. And yeah, it was genuinely unlucky there last time, just wasn't getting the runs when he needed it from that bad gate. Um, I, I like Peace Officer a lot, but I like Epicus more, uh, particularly there from Barrier 1. I love the way it trialled uh, before its first run back at Warwick Farm, where it was really unlucky there. And I'm going to make this the best bet of the day, Epicus, race 3, number 10, and maybe I'll, I'll sort of save in the form of taking an exact Peace Officer to beat Epicus. Oh, I'm with you, Darren. I think. I think um, Satness is probably going to lead for fun here. Maybe I shouldn't underestimate it. Okay. Well, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maybe I'll include it in that exactor as well. Maybe have it in a duet, Darren. How did you get on last week with the World (laughs) Pools? Everything sweet? Take a few duets? Anything? Yeah, I did. The ones I got didn't sort of pay as well as I thought <laughs> oh, they <no>. would. <laughs> so well, what? come on. <laughs> this whirlpool, how were they so smart? My goodness, think about it. What was it SPing about 440 and it's paid oh, 295 my. on the tote? What oh, about oh. that? That was unbelievable. I nearly and fell over when I saw the tote dividend, Darren. And there's a fair chunk of the winners on the day that started dramatic unders on the tote. How did they get it right so often? I know, Darren, you're absolutely right. Do you know what? I can't hold off from this anymore, Nick. (laughs) I'm going to do it early this week because I just can't stop laughing. Play the intro, brother. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. Oh, Graham from Carajon. Marlowe, after the Everest was run last week, I waited and waited for the protest siren to sound, but it didn't. Play it, Nick. I'm suggesting that there will be a protest in the Everest. (laughs) 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 I've won. I'll tell you what, I'll be laughing next week at a lot of you if, uh, if that's the case. That was last week. Andrew Hurley, I still can't stop laughing. One of the great crows. Um, yeah, you were, you were going to be laughing next week, Hurls. Well, I'm still laughing, mate. One of, one of the greats, then. Oh, well, I said it and uh, it didn't come off. I actually thought, until I saw the head on, oh. there might have been a sneaky chance with Espiona. She looked like she was the only one that copped a, a little bit of a prat. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm fine. What about, what, about, what about your other early crow last Saturday holiday hurls? You upset, oh, you upset a broadcasting icon who was on oh, the M1 northbound that day when we reported about the truck fire at Morissette. <laughs> Well, I wasn't in the best state on Sunday morning as it was, and then when you text me that, I thought, oh, no. Uh, however, I listened back. Darren, you tell the story, but I listened back, and I did say, get your GPS out just to be double, just to be doubly sure. So yeah, well, it was reported that your early crow was way off. Apparently, Link Road was 25 kilometres past where the fire was. <laughs> And that was your exit strategy. Oh, just stick to reading the markets, Hells. Don't, don't give anyone traffic directions anytime soon. And he's at, oh, and he lives in the area. So if you missed last week's show, that was Andrew Hurley. 
Uh, he said there'd be a protest in the Everest. You heard the clip from last week. We got a kick out of that. Um, a few jocks got suspended, Hurls, but unfortunately, we've still got to give you a cross, mate. Nah, that's fine. I'll wear it. Rad Davidson, you get a tick for last week. Uh, you suggested that, um, well, you said Airman would pop. I, I don't know if he popped. I think he went enormous. Uh, you said he was too short, but you also said Mogo Magic uh, would fail in the Kosciuszko, which uh, he was unplaced. Um, were you nervous when Airman was just looming up, Davo? Certainly was. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a tick to be honest. I, I think it's a. It's probably a, a, not a cross or a tick last week because Airman. I don't think he popped at all. I thought he was the run of the race. Three wide no cover. He was terrific. So I got that wrong. And then Mogo Magic. It just didn't pan out for him, did it? Really? I mean, I, I said he'd pop and. I mean, if you watch the race, you probably say sure, but I don't think he did either, really, because he he, he just missed the start, and then they tried to bustle him forward. He got over racing, and that was raced over right as soon as he missed the start. He, his speed is his asset. So um, I'm not giving myself a tick. I'm not going to go crow about that last week. That's just okay. Well, there you go. Well, Nick did press oh, both then, so you get half each. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren Flindell, the duet king. Mm. What you say? Yes. <laughs> what you say last week, Darren? Yeah, it was, yeah, nah, this wasn't it. <laughs> I think they ran a nice fourth and fifth. And Ruthless Damo cost us uh, the behind-the-gates multi, fourth. Oh, sorry, no, fifth, fifth, wasn't it? Yeah, you cost mm. us last week, Damo. That's right, it was a photo for fourth. Yeah, I, actually, I couldn't believe the rider spent so much time trying to angle off heels and get to the left when the run was always there, over there on the on the right side. But to be fair, when it when it did get that clear running, it didn't let down as I expected. No, it didn't, unfortunately, Darren. Yeah, look, you cost us last week, mate, so lift, all right? You're on notice. <laughs> oh, you'll like my one this week. Okay. And, look, it's, look and it's not actually in Sydney either. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, mine uh, last week, I said Joe Pride would have a fill-up and that his two horses, Private Eye, and think about it, would run top four in the Everest. Unfortunately, that got protested, and Davo said, mate, come on, Marlo, have a go, make it top three. So I did, and I was still right. Good on you, Davo. Thanks did for that, you make buddy. It? Did you? Yeah, I did, mate. I changed. I went Good. top three, brother. Well done. So I was crowing uh, last week happily. Righto. Our early crows for this week. Uh, Hells gets to go first. I just made. This is why we love you. That was just a ripper last week. <laughs> what have you got for us this week? Can you? You can't top that. Surely you can't possibly top that. No, no, I'm not going to endeavour to do so either. Uh, I'm going with Zach Lloyd to ride three or more winners today. And we've actually got a market under it. It's under sports at today's offers. And Zach Lloyd to ride three or more, $4.50. We actually took a bet of $3,000 for him to ride two or more earlier, $1.90. So Zach to ride three or more. And, yeah, you've got a price there as well, four fifty. Love it, mate. Great crow. So Zach Lloyd to win three or more races from Hurls. Uh, Brad Davidson, what's your crow? Well, I don't really have a strong opinion in a potting a horse today, which I like to do. So I don't really have that to go to today. So I'm going to go a little bit of a funny one. It's probably not my greatest crow, if I'm being honest. But everyone says when that rail gets out, you know, it tracks dry day, firm week, on pace, on pace, on pace. I'm going to say the Ramwick track today is going to be really fair, but also I think that you want to be in the running line and you want to be edging off the fence. So running line, edging off the fence is the pattern that I think is going to be the key today. Okay. Josh, that... that's about as clear as mud. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's not going to be an on-pace, fast track as everyone, you know, a lot of people go to. As soon as the rail goes out of the track, it's out five today, everyone goes, oh, you know, on-pace, it's going to be fast, it's going to be there, you just want to be up on speed. Well, I'm saying Bramwick 
you've got a sweet spot in the six metre position. So the five metre means that the six metre position is the running line, so one off the fence. So you want to be on that running line train or even the three, you know, the running line three wide and just chiming into the race. And that's where you want to be, getting a few off the fence in the straight down the middle. Okay, a complicated crow from Davo. Let's just say that, Darren. What have you got for us? I'll keep it simple. Race four, Caulfield today. I think the favourite will get beaten by Dark Halo. Um, Dark Halo. When it was set to have its first start at Canterbury, it was $12. It was a late scratching in the gates. A couple of weeks later, it was all set up at Rose Hill for the Wednesday meeting. It was about 6 or $7 in early markets, and they backed it right in. But no, they pulled the pin, and they waited for Wyong when it ran, went around at even money and absolutely streeted its rivals. I think this is a good horse, Dark Halo, and I reckon it'll crush the favourite facile. Love it, Darren. Uh, my crow this week, I'm going to just make all punters in Australia dislike me because Ooh. he is the punter's pal. I back him probably six times a week, times a week, Aaron Bullock. I'm going to say he's going to miss out today uh, in the Metropolitan Arena. He's got a couple of really good rides, peace officer, who dat, but I'm going to be a big fat narc and say that the punter's pal who is just riding sensational, A. Bullock, is going to miss out this well, week. How many rides has he got? I think he's got five or six. Okay. Of, Good crow. A couple of favourites. Yep. Um. Listen, don't, Darren, don't critique this. I've put hours into thought over this. So I've been losing <laughs> sleep over it. Don't, don't sit there and arm. And, uh, and, uh, but let's be uh, honest, but, ha- but how many winning chances is he on? Well, he's on who yeah, well, who's favourite in the highway. Uh, that's what I was angling at too, Darren. Oh, he's a narcs. All right, so he's on Houdat in the second, Peace yeah, Officer peace in the officer third, and favorite. then I don't think uh, he's expected to really run a place in any of his other races. <laughs> As I said, Darren, no need to interrogate my crow <laughs> with a microscope, all right? <laughs> I'll have it. to say this. Uh, when, when Aaron does come to town, he seems to position them quite well. Oh, yes, no doubt about it, mate. Uh, so those are our crows. Uh, Hurls, Zach Lloyd to win three or more races. Davo. Rare, uh, I don't know what Davos is. <laughs> Darren is, is the fave to get rolled in race four at Caulfield by Dark Halo. And mine is for A. Bullock to miss out today at uh, Ramwick. Those are our early crows. Time now for our multi, boys. Let's go round the grounds. Andrew Hurley, what's your leg going to be this week? Yeah, I've gone for Amaranth in race number two. I think the 1800 will suit it to the ground. Uh, not big on this when I well when anyone says it's only won three races from 22 but uh, yeah I think it'll be taking out the second which is the Tab Highway so it's back in vogue the uh, Tab Highway I don't think I'll, I'll, I might have once or twice uh, so yeah Emirates for me and it's been well back this morning too it's now into 290 okay beautiful Brad Davidson your leg this week I was going to go Faze Angels in that race. I thought it was a good roughie, but I'm, I'm quite comfortable with Amaranth. So I'll go with uh, the shorty. I'll just, uh, you know, just straight that like I like to do and uh, wait for the text to come through from the haters. <laughs> Unspoken for me. And you know what? If you guys are a bit confused with that crow, it was a little bit confusing. Um, I'll go with Unspoken in the early crow to continue his winning streak and I'll make him the leg of the multi. There you go. 
Oh, you've had a do, do I cop it for not sticking on task and changing no. my mind, etc.? I'm with you here, Hills. You, Davo, you have had a complete nightmare this week. It, oh, well, you... I thought it was pretty pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> but you've like, the running line, the running line. Well, you just conceded that it was confusing. Well, how are we going to prove the track's fair and running line and this and well, that and not too fast yeah. and not too slow? Well, I don't know what the, day it is. look at where the winners come from. It's <laughs> as as that. Oh, it's always up for debate, though, Davo. You speak to people, hey, boys, what do you think of the track? today, oh, mate, dynamite leaders, and then the next bloke will go, oh, mate, I thought it was fair. <laughs> next bloke goes, no, it was run on. I mean, it's just... Well, that's uh, smart, isn't it? That's smart for a crow. I can make a case either way, you see. No, nah, I've got to side with Hurls on this one, Davo. Sorry, you've had a mare. You've had an mm. absolute mare. Well, well, I'll go unspoken then. Unspoken to continue his winning way. There you go. I love it, mate. Uh, good to just get into Davidson there, Darren. Uh, keep him honest. Yeah, well, um, going for one uh, at reasonable odds late in the day... King of the Castle, forget the first up run, massive weight there, longer troop suits, and last time he drew near the fence, he went within a whisker of beating Tazarel at the at the course and distance at Roundwick back on July 29. So with his lightweight sitting up there in Barrier 1, I think he gets a nice run on the fence and will be sliding through and will look a winning chance at one stage of the... The last hundred. Love it, Darren. My leg this week, race three, number 10, Epicus. Andrew Hurley, what price for our multi this week? Yeah, we have got uh, $7 today, so it's a beauty. Ooh. It's going to open in about two minutes' time. So just recapping, we have got uh, race race two, number two, Amaranth, race three, number 10, Epicus, race seven, number 11, Unspoken, and race nine, number 10, King of the Castle. Maximum bet, $25. You'll find it under racing and today's offers on the tab app and also sports and racing offers on the tab website. So uh, that will open up in around about 90 seconds' time. Beautiful boys. Uh, the factor just texting about Caulfield there for Seal ain't favour anymore, gents. Don Corleone is well the factor. I'm not sure what mob you're looking at, but uh, the tab offering the grouse price there, brother. Five dollars and clear third favourite about Don Corleone, the factor. So tab.com.au is where you need to go, mate, and you'll get yourself a much better price mm. about the Don today. Five fifty now. Exactly. Mm. Righto, boys. Uh, let's talk about uh, the ninth race on the program, which is the Big Dance Wild Card. And Darren Flindell, Spangler, he's 460 in what's an open race. But no doubt King of the Castle's got a feature somewhere for you on the back of your multi-league. Yeah, well, he's on top, uh, needless to say. Uh, flying crazy. If he can get the right run through today, I think he's one of the big dangers. Uh, for Valor, I find interesting. He went ran, he's, The first run was a stinker. Then the second run went a lot better than last time, led for a long way before they all swamped him late. Just think Four Valor gets a very easy lead, so don't leave him out of your exotics. In regards to Spangler, I just I had this little concern. Is he better on, on rain-affected going? And, uh, and for that reason, I've only made him the fourth pick in the race, Spangler. I'm just a bit worried about the really dry track with him. So King of the Castle and Flying Crazy predominantly, and, and Four Valor for exotics. Davo, your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are 180. <laughs> dartboard job. Yeah, absolute <laughs> dartboard job this race. Um, for Valor, I went with just simply because I thought on speed, catch me if you can style, deeper into the prep now, he's fully fit and stable of flying, but oh, I think you could have six picks here and miss the winner. Um, I think, Darren, if you like uh, King of the Castle, you should include Hail Manhattan in your potty as well or have something small at the $34. They finished alongside each other in that cost cup couple of starts ago and Hale Manhattan actually gets a little swing in the weights as well so 
I think he's an underrated Queenslander here. He's a bit one pace, so I think their best chance is to sort of get really aggressive early, sit one length off for Valor and really pile the pressure on maybe 600 from home, which is probably not going to suit my tip for Valor, but I think that's his best hope. But I think for Quaddies and those who are looking for Ruffy, I think Hale Manhattan, um, definitely a 34 you could include. Hells. Oh, tough race. Um, flying crazy's going well, but 60 kilos. So, yeah, king of the castle's got to be a, a good chance. Just looking at the market, Spengler is the $4.80 favourite. Well, we opened up at $6 this morning, so it's been tried. King of the castle, good news for you, Darren. That's been well tried as well. $8 into 650 It's a pretty settled trade away from it. Although highlights, Bjorn Baker, 18 into 12 also. Very, you know, wide open market. Just a text for you, Davo. I, I need a university degree, boys, to work out Davo's crow this week. <laughs> <laughs> no name you on know that I'm one, a bit of a, You know I'm a bit of a biased racing nerd, so I'll probably talk in a bit confusing sometimes in terms of the, the running line and all that. But running line basically means one off the fence, and, and that's where you kind of want to be in that running line train. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, happy, to, happy to switch if it's easier to switch. That's okay, buddy. Well, on Unspoken in race number seven, we better talk about it. If it's your crow, just wins, does it, Dover? I think so, yeah. Look, he's just perfectly placed here. He, he gets the right run just off the speed. He's up against a, a bunch of horses like Wild Planet. I can I concede he's a champion, but in the fair income department, he hasn't won since I was in primary school. Um, so, you know, it, it's just... I love these horses that are flying with big weights in benchmark races and the handicapper can't get them yet when they go straight to open. And he's just dominant on the data. He sits there, he sits in the first four or five and just fills out at the right time and should just go crunch. So, yeah, relatively confident that he gets the job done today. And um, I think, you know, he got the best last 200 performance on the meeting there last time out and when you when you adjust for distances and off a slow tempo, uh, more tempo here, he, he's just going to get in that perfect spot and and uh, be launching at the right time. Yeah, I kept looking at angles, uh, if I could work around unspoken, but he's very hard to tip against. I've got him on top. I think Wild Planet will probably go through and get a, an easy time of it up on the lead, unless Banjo wants to kick up. So Wild Planet could be a chance. And Knight's Choice, uh, the... Uh, the, the Wing Skinnies winner uh, from the Sunshine Coast over this distance of a mile on a good track. I thought it was a very interesting runner, just completely run off its legs there first up at Randwick over 1,200 metres. But up to the mile now, this is obviously more of a, a target race, I say, for Knight's Choice. I'll be putting it in my uh, quaddy or Big Six today, which, by the way, this uh, Big Six uh, story, well, we could be set for another sad tale today because there's a jackpot of $50,000. I love playing it when that says little jackpots. Oh, stand by. Watch this space, Wendell, mm. <laughs> getting involved. Uh, race seven, Darren, in the duet pool at the moment. Just having a look there. Oh, stop it. <laughs> 300, oh, stop 370.50 <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, Hurls, as I come back to you, and buddy. Yeah, sorry, Remember Darren. what I said last week. I said, just be prepared, boys, that these pools will be uh, the equivalent, if not higher, of the win. And that's the way it turned out. I think those pools were closing on average about a million in the win and a million in the duet and a million in the quinella. <laughs> Outstanding. I love it, Darren. I love it that it's got you... Uh, and nothing in the rest. <laughs> yeah, a little bit hot under the collar. I love it. Um, Hills, your thoughts here and anything to add? I've got no idea what you're talking about because they just hung up on me, Nick and Steve. So, oh, uh, yeah. sorry, buddy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> there he goes. 
Uh, well, I'll just read this out again because it's the Davo pile on this week on Behind the Gates. <laughs> Craig chimes in. Hi, Luke. Please reassure the other texter who was confused about Davo's early crow and wanting to get a university degree that I've got a double degree and studying for a master's and it confused me. That from Craig. <laughs> So Fair you're copying it, Davo. Oh, <laughs> you know what I love about this show and, and the listeners, and it's the same with me. If, I'm, if I make a mistake with something, we just pile on. We just hammer. We don't miss, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, we don't miss. If there's an opportunity, Davo, you just gave us an inch, and we've I, taken a dead set mile, Davo. And that's fine. I'm happy to do that. I'll, I'll sit in <laughs> comfort that... Uh, the segment that I came in, uh, came up with is taking the ratings to this show to a whole new level. <laughs> oh, Davo. <laughs> Very hard. Well, they're on the slide, I think. That's the mail. That's the mail. Is anyone out there? Hello. <laughs> we can say what we like here, guys. No one's listening. No one's listening. Trust me. Uh, let's go to the next race that we'll talk about. And we are fast running out of time. Before we go there, Hurls, how's the multi going? Have we sold out just yet? Uh, let me tell you. I'll just refresh to see if it's still open. $25 a maximum. Nuts, you can still get on. Okay, beautiful. So that's still available. The last race. Actually, I might talk about the two-year-olds because it adds the interest, doesn't it? And, Darren, Mm. I know you're a trial man. Um, You love it. Uh, Kirkham Plate, race one. The 300 is 260. 440, number two, agenda setter. Uh, 460, number three, blue illusion. Just in case Hurls drops out, I'll just do the markets, all right? I'll just do the markets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, tell you what, they've got stuck into Blue Illusion this morning, 650 into 460, and the 300 just continues to drift. We went up 190 on Wednesday, 215 this morning, it's out to 260. It's been a really, really savage drift, and Blue Illusion been very well backed for Zach Lloyd. Wow. Darren, your thoughts? Okay, for a start, I can't have a bar of Blue Illusion. Mm. Ooh, okay. Why? Well, well, Why? Well, well, when you read about it at its very first start, pulled up, made, making abnormal breathing noises, that doesn't bode well for a career. Uh, yeah, but that uh, was a while ago. They've obviously, well, what was that? I don't know, that was actually only, what, two weeks ago. Two weeks, I yeah. don't think it'd be going to the races if they hadn't sorted that out. Well, a breathing problem's a breathing problem, so um, I don't know. They, they piled into it off a, a jump out, and uh, actually the boys showed the jump out on the form line. Uh, the other night, and it was just a soft sort of jump out, really. It was cruising along and wasn't asked to do anything under race conditions. It found nothing. It had slow recovery. I can't have a bar of this. I'll be all over the Waterhouse bot runner, the 300, and I'm surprised at the price it's getting out to as well. You can't take Gay and Adrian on with these two-year-olds. This looked the part in its Warry Farm trial, went to the front, ran good figures, and... Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm just hearing it's 260 now on Wednesday. I thought this might be too short to back, but I'm starting to bristle up a little bit. And I might have a saver on the stable, mate, Shangri-La Express. <laughs> Good. Flindell's bristling up, Davo. What are you doing here? Oh, look, it's not my race, is it at all? I'm, I'm a data man, and these uh, you, you're relying on your eye at the trials and then how far they've come forward and stable mail, maybe, and things like that. So I can't pen Blue Illusion, though, and the reason I say that is I heard an interview with James Cummings before the horse's first start and he basically said that Reg Fleming down there at the Melbourne Stables hadn't been this excited about a two-year-old in some time. Um, so he's obviously one at home that's really jumped out of the ground and shown a heap and, and yeah, he pulled up with that uh, issue on debut. But sometimes, you know, you just put the pen through that. He went too bad to be true and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give him another chance. So I think he's there. I'm, 
I'm with the 300, though. I think he's the one on top. I love his trial. He ran time. He's strong through the line. And the Waterhouse and Botyard are just airborne. So he's the way I'll go. But I'm definitely wary of the Blue Illusion, for sure. Um, the only thing I'm thinking about, <clears throat> Darren, that it could be, what if he just got his tongue over the bit and it's not an actual um, issue with his wind or breathing? It could just... I mean, it doesn't specify. We don't know why... No, he, well, he, yeah, well, that could be the case, um, but said, it hasn't been stated. Jock said abnormal breathing and not concentrating, um, plus it had a slow recovery. So we don't know. Uh, it's a concern, but... What did he SP in that race? He was... 280. Okay, so, look, there's a bit of market confidence. And just on the back of Davo's point there that um, the team down in Melbourne are very excited about him, yeah, I'm, I'm cautious. I'm, I'm sort of neutral on this race. So one could jump out of the ground without surprising, Darren. Oh, well, uh, I'll stick by my original statement. Just keep punting up on the 300. Save on the stable, mate. <laughs> I love it, Darren. 260. This is getting out to a really good price now. It is. Uh, so, Hurls, um, you mentioned the drift there, um, and they like the blue colours, uh, blue illusion. Yeah, clearly best back. As I said, uh, well, we went up 650 this morning. It's now 460, and, yeah, it just continues to drift. Uh, 215 to 260. Always really important to your old racing, the, uh, the betting, the moves. In my humble, so and even closer to the start, depending on how they parade. Shane from Budrum, I don't care how confusing Brad's tips are, as long as they win, I don't care. Stay strong, Davo. So Shane, leaping to your defence, there, great man. Oh, it's nice, uh, nice to have a supporter. There's uh, not many on the behind the gate tech line, so that's good. <laughs> but uh, I love it that way. Boys, that's just about it. Show's flowing. I'm um, sorry for doing the early crow a bit earlier this week, Hurls, but I just couldn't wait any longer. I was just so excited to play that audio from last week. Uh, just some gold there. As I said, I would have been an absolute uh, genius had I got it, got it right. But anyway, uh, can we touch on the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, we can, mate. There's yeah. a text here about Valiant King. A listener's been texting all morning about this horse, um, mm. saying it's the biggest market mover since Wednesday. I think bet of the day, no wait, only concern, barrier one. So uh, the O'Brien horse is getting some love here on the text line, Hurls. Yeah, it's been getting some love in the market also. It went up $21 on Wednesday. It's 9.50 to 10, back to $9. Now, for those that didn't hear uh, Warren Huntley and Mark uh, Hunter this morning. It was pretty important. They were saying that Gold Trip may not even start if that track gets too uh, too firm. So it's a good four at the moment. He suggested, Luke, that if it got to a good three, um, that, yeah, it would uh, would not run. It's currently the $6 joint favourite. Without a fight, 750 to 8 We've got break-up 950 to 10 uh, $6.50 is 6 West Wind Blows has been well-supported today, so it's joint favourite. Sulkham, very steady as well at $7. Huya Mao at $12. And as I said, that money for Valiant King has been sustained. $21 Wednesday, $9.50, $10 now back to $9. A really good addition of the Caulfield Cup. It's a, a cracking handicap race. What's your take, Dave? Yeah, it's a great race. But um, look, I'm, I'm no international form expert, and I don't try to pretend to be either. Like, I. I'll go and have a look at the replay, sure. But if you don't follow them week in, week out, you don't know these horses inside out. It's hard to have a real strong opinion sometimes on these races. It's a lot easier on the Melbourne Cup because you've had a chance to, to see a, a few of them. Um, obviously, a few are still first up. But I rely, to be honest, I'll talk a lot more to international experts rather than rather than myself um, in a lot of these races because they know these horses inside out. And I'm not 
going to kid myself and just think I'm this, you know, this international race expert. I wouldn't watch a race overseas a year. It doesn't interest me at all until these races come around. So, you know, we've seen West Wind blows. I'll go that way just simply because we've seen him. Thought he was terrific in the in the Turnbull and wide and and working and, and didn't 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 really or shouldn't have been boxing on like he did. I thought it was a terrific run and the pile driver form overseas at twenty four hundred reads well. So I'll go that way. But I can understand you know the 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 support for for a stack of them. You know, break up the Japanese horse. They always run well over here. Valiant um, King that that lightweight, the, the good form lines overseas. I can understand all the, the different angles here and. Um, for me, that they're just really difficult to, to decipher. But I'll go West Wind Blows. I'm against Gold Trip. I just think he got the right run the other day and he was a bit flattered. And uh, I just think, you know, he doesn't win often and getting priced off that one run. And, um, yeah, I mean, you run well. He ran so well in the Corsair Cup last year. But I just think he's, uh, he's a little bit aggressively priced and he'll continue to drift a bit. Right, yeah, I'm with Brad there. West Wind Blows, that'll be my pick for the race. And I know um, Chris Waller in his piece that he does on a weekly basis with Charlie Duckworth a little while back was suggesting that Fran- uh, Francesco Guardi will win the Caulfield Cup and start favourite for the Melbourne Cup. And I don't think that was tongue-in-cheek. Oh, careful, David. Oh, what's that? Keep it straight. What's happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is everything all right, Brad? Not me. Oh, Not okay. Me, Hells, you tooting your own horn there, Hells. Well, I usually am, but I wasn't then. <laughs> Not sure what that was, boys. <laughs> Maybe no. Chris Waller arranged to have me muted out then so his statement couldn't be <laughs> repeated. <laughs> well, on that, Crackers in Albury just said, Marlow, it's Waller's day. Francesco Guardi will surprise you all. And what about Riff Rocket last start, guys, uh, running there again today? Gee whiz. Darren, it went like a, went like a rocket. Yes, yes, it certainly did. Um, that was my early pick for the spring champion when that was the script. <laughs> oh, no. Boys, that'll do us. Darren, good calling today, mate. Thanks for the fun today. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, boys. Let's hope we can uh, make some money. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. Hope for that multi-lobs as well. Brad Davidson, you enjoy your day. Give us your best. Actually, Darren, are you still there? If he isn't gone, I'll get his best for Ramwick. Otherwise, um, I'll just get yours, Brad. But what's your top pick for, for the Ramwick meeting today, Davo? Uh, yeah, it'd be unspoken um, for sure. I think the best around the country is at Rockhampton, though. Amrap, he, uh, looks a, she looks a progressive mare that went up there. First win in North Queensland was in outstanding figures. Beat the second horse by four and he's come out and won. And you got the old-fashioned two-horse race there today in bold, bold and style. And um, I want to clearly be in the camp of Amrap, so I thought it was the best anywhere and uh, unspoken the best. And just before I go, just to mention as well, if you're looking for a roughie in the Corfield Cup, I think Who Your Mal will run really well. He's had a bit of sharpness in his legs. He gets out to 2,400 now and just a bit of different form there too. Throw him in your exotics there, who you're mailing the Caulfield Cup. Champion Davo, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Darren's kindly hung around. Mate, I forgot to get mm. your best before you go. Um, my best is Epicus, race three, number 10. I'm very keen on the 300 in the first, race one, number eight. And my each way bet, King of the Castle, race nine, number 10, the big dance. Wild card. How good, I so, like. So we've got the big dance, the little dance, the barn dance. I'm wondering if we're going to have the Elaine Bennis dance. <laughs> you never know, Darren. <laughs> you just never know, mate. You have a good day. <laughs> and don't forget Dark Halo will beat Facile in Melbourne. Oh, we won't forget that. That's your crow. Uh, we'll be back next week with our early crows to recap and fire a few new ones. Hurls, that's uh, the show for another week, mate. You have a good Saturday.
But yeah, you too. Just a reminder, Five Diamonds Prelude and the Caulfield Cup today run 2nd and 10th, and you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Ran with Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Uh, if your horse runs 2nd or 3rd in races 1 to 6, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. What could you really be spending your money on for free and confidential support? Call one 800 858-858. Should be a beauty of a day, Luke. The sun is shining tomorrow. Beach weather again, 30 degrees. Outstanding. How good is it, Hurls? You have a great weekend. So to, uh, to everyone, our listeners, thanks for your contribution to the show on Behind the Gates for another week. Simon Harrison's in the chair to guide you through the rest of the show on Sky Sports Radio.